Hello, good morning. <laughs> this is this is attempt number two because we were waffling on and I looked down to see that Kate hadn't pressed record. Yeah. Yeah. Big fail. Yeah. <laughs> Episode 58 and we still hadn't worked out how to press record. So... <laughs> There we go. So this is episode 58, guys. It's because it's morning. I've got used to the afternoon rhythm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need more caffeine. <laughs> I do. Well, I've got my caffeine. Yes. So go on then. What are we talking about today? We are talking about... Um, in that was a, a dramatic pause because Kate was drinking her I tea. Was slurping my tea. Um, we are talking about uh, embracing your inner child. Okay. And, and why you should embrace your inner child and the benefits of that Um, and it kind of came about because we've had snow the last few days um, and we've um, we've been working and and bits and bobs but we've also been enjoying some time with the kids and well as as I said on round one of this episode (laughs) before we realized we weren't being recorded um, that we've been we are currently snowed in yeah we tried to get the kids off to school this morning and uh, had to turn around. The roads are yeah. just too dodgy. Well, it should all be gone by this afternoon, but and I'm kind of glad because I, I I like it warmer. I must admit, but yeah, it has been fun playing with the kids, and um and they really enjoy it when we get involved. Like when yeah. when we build a snowman with them, they don't want to build a snowman by themselves. And when we jump on the sledge or yeah um you know when we got the table tennis table for them uh, for Christmas Day yeah like they'll play together, but they really enjoy it more when when we join in as well. Yeah, well, I think we spend too much time as adults, I suppose, uh, running around, scheduling everything. Yeah. So we've got to be here at this time, we've got to be there at that time. And because because the kids themselves aren't necessarily, they're so in the moment. Yeah, exactly. They're not thinking about the consequence. If they don't do X, Y, Z by a particular time, exactly. then we're going to be late or whatever yeah. it is. So, and, yeah. and that's... And that's- the, the beauty of, of being a kid, um, and obviously as adults you do have uh, chores and everything that you've got to do, but if you can try and embrace that childlike nature and stuff, um, right. it, it improves, it increases your happiness, it improves so many things, which I'll kind of go through some of the, the benefits, but also that you, you obviously just engage with them a lot more as well, because yeah. you know, how many times... I feel myself, and I'm sure any parents listening to this feel the same, that you're like, in a minute, or I've just got to do this, or not now because I'm doing X, Y, and Z, and, and you feel like you're kind of almost always battering them off. Battering them off? Batter, batter, yeah, battering, battering your children. Batting them off. Batting them off. Batting yeah, them not away. battering Bat- your children. <laughs> no. yeah. But, you know, <laughs> always just saying, you know, I'll, I'll, when I've done this, or I'll be there in a minute, or not, as I say, not now. And it, it is nice. Well, we're very guilty of that because we... We liked, we're in business, well, and in life, I suppose, we like to bite off a bit more than we can chew yeah. in most, because we like the set, the feeling of, like, kind of that pressure of, yeah. like, delivery and all that well, kind I think of it's, stuff. I think it's true for, I've got my sorry. <laughs> I think it's true for any parent, but I think especially if you're an entrepreneur or self-employed and you work at home, yeah. and also... Well, well, most people are working at home Well, right I was going right? to say, of course, everyone's working at home at the moment, but also um, in the UK, and I, I don't know how many other com- countries at the moment, but they're back in lockdown, and the yeah. kids are off school. Yeah. So parents are having to juggle homeschooling at the t- same time as working, and we've had that the last few days. We're not in lockdown, but as you said, because we're snowed in, we've had the kids off school. Yeah. Um, and even though they know we're working, and they're pretty good most of the time, they still come in every five minutes with, oh, can we just, oh, I've got this. And, and you're like, no, not now. <laughs> well, and it's particularly difficult when you're working because the distractions, the distractions become irritating because they, it takes so long to get back into the yeah. same. And we talked about this in previous episodes yeah. about, managing your time and how mm-hmm. important managing time is primarily because um there was a there's some study that, that, that just demonstrated that for every every time you are distracted it takes you something like 22 minutes to come back to the same state you were in prior to the distraction yeah. so two or three distractions and then you've lost an hour yeah and it's well, one of the reasons why i get up super early in the morning and and do the editing mm process for things for the podcast and stuff like that and publishing content and so on it's because if i do if I, one if i don't do it um nobody tells me off as, as we said in yesterday's episode nobody tells me off for not doing it yeah but we need to do it as yeah. part of the process of managing this stuff but if i do it later on in the day and the children are around or business stuff and all this kind of stuff it takes me twice as long mm. so like two three times as long 
Yeah, and uh, uh, for those listening to this that are struggling with, with homeschooling, um, I, I picked up a, a tip a little while ago, which I've literally only just remembered, to be honest, really? and, and it, it could really help us when, we're, when we've got the kids around as well. Because um, the French system here is a bit odd as well, that you have these half days on a Wednesday and a Friday. Yes. Yeah. So even though we get a really long run on it, and it on a Monday, Tuesday and Thursday, because the kids yeah. have long days... On a Wednesday and Friday, we're, we're juggling them in the afternoons and and obviously trying to work. But this thing, I think it was in the Five Languages of Love, um, that series of books they have. Is it a series of books? Yeah, it? well, it started as a couple's book. So right. knowing the, the language of your, your other half, better relationship. But then there's a kid's one. Right. Uh, so how to communicate with your children. Oh, and that, that's the one I've read. I've not read the other one. But uh, I think it was in that book. I might be wrong. But they it, it talks about, um, like filling the, the cup of the child first. Right. So um, instead of you spending all day going, yeah, in a minute, yeah, I'll play with you in a minute, or yeah, I'll do that in a minute, and, um, and never getting to that, and then feeling neglected and you feeling frustrated, if you just set aside a little bit of time, first of all, to do something with them, like 20 right. minutes early on in the day, and then maybe straight after lunch or something like that. So two little chunks of time right. where you're solely theirs, that kind of fills them up. Right. And then they're good to go for a few hours, if you see right. what I mean. They, they've had that attention that they crave. Mm-hmm. And it might be like you do something with them and, and then set them up with like extra bits of it to do later on. Like you start yeah, a craft yeah. activity with them. But having your sole attention just for that little bit mm-hmm. um, really kind of helps them understand that you're still there for them. And you're not just kind of pushing them away. Yeah. Um, and But then you say, right now, we've had our time together. Yeah, I really need to go and do my work now. Um, yeah, because it sounds clinical, but what's the alternative? If you're not managing your time, you're yeah. like, you're just basically. Well, you just all to... end up feeling frustrated. And, yeah. And, um, and kind of well, guilty, right? Yeah. As a parent, it's really easy to feel very guilty about, oh, we haven't done this or we haven't done that and all this kind of stuff. And uh, I mean, one of the reasons why we went, we traveled the planet for 18 months yeah. was uh, one of many reasons why we did it, but was for us as a family of four yeah. to just. Be together yeah. as a family four because we identified that, that there's we have and we have always been very conscious of this. I mean, our children are um, well, Belle's soon to be eleven, mm-hmm. um, and Zach's seven, but um, we've always appreciated that this is a moment in time. Like, mm-hmm. there's going to come a point where they don't want to do stuff with us yeah. anymore, and Belle's not many years away from that. Like, oh, do I yeah. have to do this, Mum and Dad? Do we have to do this? So, yeah, making the most of that time, which is why we went travelling when we did. Yeah, well. and it does, and it flies by. Um, and and so to have to, to put that time aside, and uh, you know, and it, it feels almost counterintuitive if you're really busy. You're like, oh, I haven't got time to sit and play with my kid as well. No. Um, but you will kind of get that time back. But it's also really good for you. Yeah, you to need embrace it. your, as I say, to embrace your inner child. I mean, yes, was it yesterday or was it the day? I think it was the day before. Um, yeah, I think it was Monday. Um. I remember I was working on the laptop for a bit um, in the morning and then it was lunchtime yeah. and the kids were going down the sledge so I just joined them for a bit yeah. and I was only there for what, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes but yeah. it really kind of buoyed me up for the rest yeah, of the day. Yeah. You definitely have to add an aspect of play into your life. Yes. Like there's, um, there's, it's too easy to be work, 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 yeah. work and like, or, or, or rather everything having to have a, an outcome, a productive outcome. Yeah. So it's like, so some people might say, oh, I like going running and all this kind of stuff. It's like, well, okay, that's great you like going running. But for you to be brutally honest with yourself, one of the reasons why you're doing that is because you're strengthening your headspace or you're strengthening your body and all this kind of yeah. stuff. Like you're doing it because you feel like there's a res- there's a, there's a, a very specific outcome yeah. that just required. Whereas play, yeah. you're just doing it for the sake of doing it. Yeah, there's absolutely, no, yeah. You're not doing it because it has to be... You're not having to justify doing something for the sake of doing yeah, it. Yeah, and that's what kids are so good at. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, they're yeah. really good at just having this um, living in the moment, being present, and yeah. just in, enjoying what they're doing, not rushing, no hurry. Yeah. Um, I mean, how many thousands of times do you say to a child, come on, we've got to do this yeah, for yeah. And I always remember when I, I stayed in a hotel on my own because um, I had a conference or something, um, and um, and it's the first time I'd done that in a long time since we'd kind of started a family. And and I'd kind of set my alarm to get up and get ready. And I was ready in like 10 minutes. Oh, that's when like... you had to fly back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was when you flew back to Birmingham, wasn't it? I remember speaking to you that morning and you were like, 
I'm ready in about 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. uh, I've got all this time. I've got up like I normally would. And you were, yeah. and you didn't know what to do with yourself, No, because you? I'm so used to getting little people ready at the same time as me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so they, they have this wonderful ability to, to just live right there. And, and we lose that as adults. We're always like looking to what's coming next and where we need to be. And well, have we called that person? And Well, especially know. now, right? Because there's a lot of pressure on us. Yeah. Right. This episode's being recorded in January of 2021. 2020 was a shocker yeah. and um, and obviously we're all still reeling from that nothing's there's been no reset as such yet nothing's yeah. like it's, nothing's gone back to normal yet um, so we all are, te- are, are doing everything we can to mitigate the potential problems for the next month two months three months yeah. six months whatever it is so and that's where we kind of live as adults yeah. and as parents because you as a as a family it's like our duty to take responsibility for the finances, keeping roof over your head, food on the table. Yeah. And that's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of, um, like, because so much of that, especially at this time, that um, or the success or failure in that is not in our hands. No. So, and, and, you know, some people are, um, you know, really struggling, like food on the table and that kind of thing yeah. is an issue, but just... Well, a lot of people are, yeah, not some. Um, yeah. and, but just making the, I mean... That you've got like um, big increases in suicides and all sorts of things because of, of obviously the pressures that people are under. But just trying to take those few minutes to play, it may just sound silly that oh you know I, how can I do that when I've I've got all this pressure on me at the moment. But that's what's going to help. I I always remember that scene in um, Suit of Happiness with Will right. Smith and his and his, uh, his son. What well, his actual son is the actor in it, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and that's an amazing film. Yeah, when they're in the, the train station um, and they've obviously got nowhere to sleep. They yeah. couldn't get into the shelter that night. So he's literally sat on the bench in the train station not knowing what to do. Yeah. And um, But he starts playing with the kid and pretending, I think, I, I don't know, I think, I can't remember if it's dinosaurs or cowboys or something, mm. but they, they're they like ducking behind the bench and mm. just playing. And he just takes that moment to still make it magical for his kid, even though he's obviously got huge problems yeah. um, that he doesn't know where to, to sleep and how, how he's going to move forward. Well, I think if you... Because like, we've spoken a lot about optimising your day. Like, we, we spent some time yesterday on yesterday's episode talking about getting up early and, yeah. like, and, and we've talked about structuring everything and all this kind of stuff. And I think it would be easy to... Oh, and we, uh, the episode we did about... Um, was it yesterday's the 10 habits of highly mm-hmm. successful people um it would be easy to listen to a lot of that stuff and or to read stuff like it and just think it's all about making money or it's all about being super successful in in um in a career or your business and everything else but um it's that's only part of the part of the puzzle yeah like, it's about enjoying life enjoying, enjoying life enjoying the journey yeah, yeah exactly right and that's what we're big advocates of yeah. it's like Sit, and I made a comment yesterday about um, uh, about that about David Goggins getting annoyed because not or, or laughing because someone said, "Oh, you're working out again today? Have you yeah. worked out today?" And all this kind of stuff. And, and the thing that I was saying yesterday was that if you if you've set your day up right and to keep you completely optimized, and, I'm, and when I'm talking about optimization, I'm talk, I'm not talking about oh well, you've managed to produce X amount of content or you've managed to make X amount of money today. And again, it's like on every every aspect of your life. It's like, how's your relationship doing? Yeah. How's your like with your other half? How's your relationship doing with your children? How's your relationship with yourself going? How's yeah. your, that's why meditation and things are really important. Mm-hmm. How's your responsibility and relationship going with your business activities, with your friends and everything else? It's like if you map out like the perfect day and live your life according to that map. The journey becomes very enjoyable. It becomes mm-hmm. like you get up in the morning and you want to participate you want to be involved and play mm. is definitely part of that aspect mm. isn't it it's, yeah. it's it's like all things i suppose in that nothing's it's when people talk about food and stuff and they say anything in excess is bad for you like yeah. everything in moderation yeah and that's not just food that's everything in life. yeah it's like absolutely. if you like to com- go on computer games and play on on gaming and everything else and that's your version of play and you really enjoy it Go do it. Yeah. But don't do it six hours a day yeah, at yeah. the like at, at the expense of your relationship with your wife or your children or your business or yeah. whatever it is. 
but there's no, nothing to say you shouldn't do it. No, no, exactly. And there's, there's so many other um, benefits of just kind of engaging with that that inner child. And it's it's not necessarily your children. You know, if you, if you listen to this and you don't have children, it doesn't mean you have to go and find a child to play with. Yeah, it's, you're you're going to get locked up. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it means embracing, as you say, play, your inner child. And one of the other benefits of kind of... Um, kind of seeing life through a child's eyes, as it were, is is that learning capacity yeah. that they have. Um, you know, the, there's the phrase kind of um, kids soak things up like a sponge. Mm. And there's actually scientific reason for that. It's your um, neuroplasticity. Yeah. I was reading about this. Uh, <laughs> um, up until the ages of, of about kind of early 20s, right. your brain is very kind of um, uh, malleable and, and, and will form new connections and stuff really easily and that's right. why children learn so easily okay um as as you um hit your kind of 20s that cements and and that's important because we can't continually be making all these new connections otherwise we wouldn't move forward mm-hmm. if you if you had to kind of remember how to drive a car every day you know you'd have issues yeah, <laughs> if yeah, it was yeah. like you were learning so it, it, it's important that it does kind of solidify but embracing that kind of childlike state brings back the elastically elastic elasticity elasticity <laughs> I can't get my teeth round my words yeah tongue and teeth um I need to say some tongue twisters or something yeah um yeah it brings that back so that you can learn things more easily yeah um and to do that you just need to you need to be trying new things and that can be anything from trying new foods or driving a different way to work or trying a new sport and it's, it's just about... Well, it all feeds into everything else, right? It yeah. creates inspiration for you. Right? I think the mistake sometimes is that sometimes I think we feel like to get really good at something, we have to be completely tunnel visioned. But in a vast majority of cases, there's complementary things that happen and experiences that happen that say, if you're, say whatever business activity you're in, you the there's creative aspects of doing other things yeah. like play and stuff like that Absolutely. that will then feed back into the, your business yeah. activities and yeah. oh yeah all of that in pre- that's again what kids are so great at is creativity and imagination yeah, yeah. and of course and you, god you've got to be that exactly. now in business right yeah of course you really need that in your business to be able to look at solutions think outside the box and have the confidence in yourself as well that you can learn new things that you can do things a different way or, or change or pivot as the, the word has been for 2020. <clears throat> and the creative thing, I do genuinely, I do genuinely think that um, it is, it is something that, well, it has, it complements everything you do in business and everything else and in life, but it, it grows the more you tap into it. Mm. It's, I think one of the reasons why we were able to do daily episodes of this podcast and these aren't, like a lot of daily podcast episodes are five, ten minutes long. Yeah. Like when you look at a lot of them, and you and I have managed to waffle on for <laughs> half an hour to an hour in each episode. But the the content creation piece for the podcast um, is easier because we do it daily. Yeah. It would be way harder if we were doing it weekly yeah. or once a month because the pressure surrounding it and the, the creative muscle, if you like, wouldn't yeah. be strong enough. Mm-hmm. But... This what this what we often find is we do this creative aspect of the podcast, and then we come away, and then we'll end up. Oh, we need to do that in the book. Yeah. Oh, it's because we need to do that in the business. We need yeah. to do this, or we should do this with the kids, or we you and I should go and do that, and um, it all feeds everything else. Yeah, absolutely, because you're because you're approaching things with that kind of openness to learning, yeah. um, and the kind of wonder, which is what kids have such a fantastic sense of. A sense of wonder at, at anything from like I don't know a, a spider web to yeah. <laughs> to something much bigger than that, you know. Well, and the confidence mm. that it gives you—it's the when you do things that are um, that aren't necessarily connected to something else, yeah. like it aren't directly correlated to something else. Yeah. It's like I would say you doing the video as part of this podcast gave you a way. I know we're going off the subject of play, but just as an example, yeah, uh, the. Um, you doing the video, the presentation, everything else, that helped give you way more confidence in the sales process in some yeah. of our business activities. Mm-hmm. It's like, but that was a that was a happy outcome, but was not planned for. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's just and that's the great thing about doing all these activities. There's just by the experience of doing anything, 
there's always outcomes that are unplanned that generally complement other stuff. Yeah, if again, you're open to it. Again, which is, as I say, which is what's so great about children is that they're very open to anything. Yeah, they don't prejudge. No, exactly. They don't, and they don't, uh, and on that same um, kind of vein, they, they don't have like preconceptions with things and they don't class things as black and white. You know, yeah. things, things for children are very grey. They're very open to anything and they won't kind of, um, look at someone and, and prejudge them by what they look like or how yeah. they sound or whatever. Yeah, yeah, which comes as an adult because I suppose at the end of the day, you're constantly you you realise as you get older that you've got to assess risk. Yeah, like all the time, like you yeah. have your fingers burned enough over time. Yeah, but you also get bogged down by everybody else's biases. Yeah, uh, biases or just bias, isn't it? Bias. Bias. Yeah. Um, the. That you're surrounded by, you know, the messages. And that's that's one of the reasons... Well, because you want to be affiliated to a group of some yeah, form or a type of person. Yeah, but that's one of the reasons that we took our kids travelling, wasn't it? Because yeah. we felt like that they were being quite... Living quite a, a narrow field of vision in the life that we were in, in kind of white, middle-class Dorset, sleepy Dorset. They were getting only kind of one tunnel vision of yeah. life. So we... we that's one of the reasons we took them travelling was to, to see the world and see the different people out there. Well, our view on parenting has always been that we it's our responsibility to make competent adults. Yeah. So, and that's not like, okay, we march them everywhere and we make them do certain things like against their will. It's no. like, what experiences could they gain? And I, and I suppose most parents are like this, but... Um, but, that's, yeah, travelling was part of that. It was mm. like we, that's why we recognised that when we were... Living in Dorset, that yeah. was yeah. We we realised that well, it's a great life for them now, but doesn't make them a competent adult. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, exactly. There's um, a lot of people now that grew up in Dorset going, Are "You saying I'm not a competent <laughs> adult? We've just lost all our friends in Dorset." I'm not saying that, guys. That's not what I mean. So. Um and um, they become so um, kids kids become really adaptable, or they are really adaptable. Which again is something that we tend to lose as we get older. It's yeah. like this is who I am, and this is the way I do things. Yeah, we, we get married to this vision of yeah who we are, of yeah. who we are, or who we've been told we are by yeah. by other people as we've got um, as we've grown up, and and our ability to kind of cope with uncertainty is challenged as well. And obviously, that's been challenged for everyone over this last twelve months um, with with twenty twenty as the whole world has changed, but. Prior to that, when did we really have to deal with that much uncertainty, unless you're in business? Yeah, I think uh, I think that's partly because we're, like, the reason why children are better than that adults, especially, and I'm not a psychologist, and I'm, I'm, I'm probably barking, somebody's probably listened to this thinking, oh, Lee, you don't know what you're talking about, but I've got this kind of theory that, that we've been married to this idea of, uh, who is it that talks about it a lot? I can't remember the author. It might be Stephen Covey um, or somebody like that, but um, about the personality ethic. Mm -hmm. Like in terms of for the last few decades, it's all been about, I think it is Stephen Covey that talks about it, but in one of his books. Um, but the, it's all about per, like your personality and about mm -hmm. like, are you a, are you a happy-go-lucky personality? Are you a whatever it is? Mm -hmm. But the literature before the uh, in like the early 1900s and before was predominantly about what they call the character ethic right. meaning that um there's some fun there's some core tenets of character that you should have and um and okay and the output of those of those character yeah they they might you could define as okay well, you, well this type of personality or that type of personality but the core of character is what's really important right and I think that's what children are very tuned into in terms of they have they have an idea of they innately know what character is right like they know what uh, honesty is and all of this kind yes. of stuff they have all of these fundamentals of what character is yeah. kindness and all this kind of stuff and um but and that's why they appear malleable but right. if you actually look at them they're behaving true to their character right whereas I think as we get older as adults especially in like the workplace and so on, we know that, oh, well, I have to have my work head on now. Right. I have to have this type of personality in this environment. I have to have this type of personality in this right. environment, right. you know, yeah. uh, to get a particular result. Mm -hmm. And we kind of lose the character ethic a bit. Yeah. We become, we are malleable, but we're malleable kind of in the wrong way. Yeah, that's it's what a, you mean. It's, it's more about, 
I feel like it's more about a manipulative mm. aspect, the personality stuff rather than the character stuff. And well, I think that's... children are very close to what true character is. Well, that's the other thing, because kids don't care what people think yeah. um, so much. Not until they start getting into, like, Annabelle's age, who's 11. Yeah, like teenager, 10, but, yeah. but they, um, yeah, they don't have this, you know, if, if, if a child's learning to walk and they fall over several times, which obviously they do, mm. they don't think, oh, I'm so embarrassed, I can't walk, you know, or, no. oh, I'm going to give up now because I obviously can't do this. You know, they, they just they just keep going and they keep doing yeah. it. They, they don't have that um, embarrassing, embarrassed nature to kind of learn or try new things or, or cope with the uncertainty of something or, you know, the fact that they might fail. Well, I think, yeah, I mean, going on that point, the, it's amazing how many people do... Like, you definitely have to ignore criticism. Yeah. And I think kids are very good at ignoring criticism, even from yeah. parents, they're yeah. very good at ignoring criticism. But as an adult, you've got to look at, well, who's criticising you in a lot of ways? It's like, are, are in, like, if it's in business or if... It's like with this podcast, for example. Mm. There's probably a lot of people watching or listening to this podcast because I've just recently, just out of curiosity, joined a couple of podcasting groups mm-hmm. just to see... Are we missing anything fundamental about the podcast? And there's a lot of there's a lot of criticism in some of those groups about yeah. oh you should be using this mic and you should be using this yeah. tech and this type of camera and all this kind of stuff. And 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 you, but there's also criticism you get from uh, from people that have never created a podcast before yeah. or never created this thing that you're doing before, but just have an opinion on it. And it's like you've got to filter your feedback loops yeah. in that respect. So we talked about feedback loops in the past, but it's like. Be really judgmental about, well, who's giving you feedback and how are they qualified to do so? Yeah. And is that feedback moving you forward or is it pulling you backwards? And we're pretty good at ignoring <laughs> a lot of feedback, aren't yeah. we, really? Well, we just trying to be, um, as I mean, we're big advocates of just being who we are, just being natural, that, um, you know, it's, it's not about having the the shiny studio and it's about what we say really that that's that's where the effort goes in in our podcast and i'm sure well, we, have, we have an appetite to learn yeah but what i mean is um the value to me with this podcast isn't that it's you know recorded on a certain microphone or whatever and and any kind of um people that are very experienced that might be listening to us are probably like oh yeah i can hear that yeah, but, yeah. but that's not what this is about to me it's about the value of what we're saying and yeah. sharing our journey and any kind of wins or wisdom that we have that might help somebody else. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. And I, I, I'm just saying that I think that as adults, we, like if, you're, if you're going along the lines of comparing ch- children to adults yeah. and like embracing that aspect of us, yeah. we should spend a lot more time filtering out nonsense, criticism yeah. about, about things like that because that children are very good at yeah, but, it's good or yeah, bad, yeah. yeah. And the but I'm agreeing it, with you. It's about your essence. Yeah. Like, like a, a for example, if you if you compare that to a child, so so I'm saying that you we don't worry too much about certain aspects of the podcast because it's more about our essence and what we say. Yeah. And if you compare that to a child, it's like them doing a standing up and doing a song on stage when they've got like I don't know one red sock and one blue sock and the hair's all they don't care yeah. no, they they're don't. just they're just like I'm going to perform and you're going to listen to me well artists <laughs> talk about that you often yeah. I've seen um <clears throat> and I know nothing about painting or drawing yeah. at all um in fact I don't paint or draw I haven't done since I was a child really yeah. um there you, go. you need to get back in touch yeah, with that. yeah maybe <laughs> um but I've seen artists talk about getting back to like the purity of drawing like yeah. a child, yeah. like this, there's too much learned yes. as you're an adult that they kind of fall into these patterns mm-hmm. of learned right, how to be an artist where the real true art is what children. Yeah. And, and I think that does translate mm-hmm. to everything we do. Yeah. It's like how much of what we're doing is kind of a, a, a product of a particular thing that we've been told we have to do it this way yeah exactly that you yeah. you have to be and that, and that's why kids kind of uh, are great when they when they ask why like i know that mm. frustrates us all adults a, a huge amount of the time but you know if you if you say uh, i don't know to a child like oh you can't go out wearing that or something and they're like well why 
Mm. And you're like, well, because it, it just doesn't look right. Or, well, why? <coughs> well, because, you know, you, sh- you should care about your appearance. Well, why? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, they kind of got a point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, why should we care about these things? Yeah, I mean, that's a rabbit hole that just is a nightmare situation when, <laughs> yeah. they, when they go into the whys. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. They just embrace, as we all should, we just embrace life. I mean, Christ, if, if the last 12 months has taught us anything, it's... You really don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. No, exactly. Um, yeah, so, and they definitely have that way of being about just, okay, let's just have fun. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and another kind of aspect of children is obviously they have, they have more energy and they move more. And we, mm. we talked yesterday about momentum. Mm. Um, and, and just having that, um, that ability to kind of get out and do more and do more stuff. We, again, we should be doing more as an adult. We shouldn't be just sitting on the sofa or, mm. you know, you should, you should be getting up there and moving. I think it's Tony Robbins that is, and he says that motion is emotion. Yeah. Yeah, the, 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 the more you move and, and if you, you know, even if you're learning something, if you can move while you're doing it, that kind of thing, it, you'll remember it more, all sorts of things. Well, if you look at it, especially because most of us are at home, right? And especially yeah. because of lockdown. Yeah. Right? There's a, there's a, lot, of, a lot of people in lockdown in the UK now and so on. If you actually look at how much you actually move in a day, yeah, there's it's it's very easy to go right. Okay, I'm laying down because I'm in bed. I get up, you do whatever you need to do to get you in a position where you're washed, dressed, downstairs, yeah, had breakfast and everything else. You're sat down in the yeah. living room, and you might be consuming stuff on a device, whether it's a television or or whatever it is. Then before you know it, three four hours have gone by. You get up and you get lunch. Yeah. You might have got a couple of drinks in the meantime, and then you sit down again. Yeah. And then, and that's, and I remember, um, God, when I was a kid at school, and they, and I remember my, I think it was our e- economics teacher or something like that, he was, he was saying, and I mean, you're probably talking early 1990s, maybe even late 80s um, at the time, but I remember he, distinctly him talking about that generations in the future generations will be have way more leisure time mm-hmm. and be way more sedentary mm. uh, and they generally won't be moving around or doing anything mm. very much and i remember as a time at the time because i was obviously a kid i remember thinking no i can't see that actually i can't see people just sat around doing not very much yeah. but that's and back then you like I remember you. Everyone used to walk everywhere. Yeah. Everybody used to cycle everywhere, whatever it is. Yeah. You like you didn't have mobile devices yeah. back then. So, um, and if you if you contacted a friend to say right, okay, well, you'd ring them from your home landline yeah. to say right, I'll meet you at this time at this particular place, and yeah. then you'd have to go there and get them. And like, but now, but he, what he said is absolutely right. Yeah. It's like nowadays most people are sedentary all day long. But even when the our kids are. are supposedly being lazy like just watching tv or whatever they're, they're normally like upside down or they're yeah. moving you know that they still move much more yeah. than we do um and and like when they do their homework they're sprawled across the floor or something like that which i kind of encourage rather mm. than them just because again i think that that releases their creativity whereas they're not just kind of stuck stuck chained to a desk and yeah and it, it's got and, and I, I guess that's one of the um few benefits of of homeschool like for for um if you're teaching your kids at home is, is that you can use your environment and let them use the environment to, and that's what we did when we were traveling yeah. didn't we we very much um kind of tried to get them out and about and moving and learning that way rather than you need to do an episode on, uh, I'm going to, yeah especially because everyone's in lockdown yeah. at the moment yeah I, I i have got it planned out but i will bring it forward now that everyone's kind of back in lockdown to, yeah but to yeah help. you're right i think if tony robbins does talk about how your physiology has a massive impact on your headspace. So if you are feeling fed up and glum, yeah. um, then your posture and everything that you are reflects that mood. Yeah. <clears throat> and he says one of the first the, one of the first things you should do is change your posture, change your whole physiology, and then think about a different thing. Yeah. Don't think about uh, don't think first. And then I hope you'll start moving. It's like, if you're feeling lazy and tired and everything else, then literally go stand up, walk around, yeah. jump up and down or whatever yeah. it is, and then get your head in gear. But don't do it the other way around because yeah. it doesn't work. No, and, I, and I've done that several times before. And 
last time, last thing I want to do is just move. And I'm, yeah. But I'll force myself up and just go for a walk, and I feel so much better. Oh yeah, well it's um it's like with me with running. Yeah. Um, a lot of the time I don't want to run. No. But I know that's because I'm when I I know that I've got to go for a run. I'm normally in a I'm either just getting out of bed or I'm sat down somewhere and like I, my physiological state is in that place. It's not in, oh, let's go for a run state. So, but I know that the moment I get up and I put my trainers on and I get that and I get moving, I'm fine. Yeah. And yeah, so take the thinking out of that. Understand where you want to be. And then like, if you want to be in a happier place or more work or alert or whatever it is, do the physical stuff first and your brain will catch up. Yeah. And I think what you just said, actually, um, the little sentence you said within that, take the thinking out of it, mm. is again, very childlike. Yes. They tend yeah. to just do rather than overthink things. Yeah. They just, they just want to get on with something and just do it. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've seen that with Annabelle countless times when she'll just like randomly make something out of a cardboard box. Yeah. <laughs> and she's just like, I just want to know, why are you making that? just want to yeah and it will just be something completely random yeah um and but i i, I think that's that's great and we just don't do that enough as adults no no Where, and right. whether that's in work or play you know it's it's a really important kind of part of of happiness is just to create and just do and as you as you say just play um, well look at um so we made some great friends when we were traveling around the planet and some of those uh some of those friends was the canadian family yeah. And um, Matt, uh, who was an ER doctor, um, super intelligent guy, super healthy. Like he was kind of in in most people's eyes the pinnacle of success, right? Mm-hmm. He nailed it. He got the career down. He got the family right. He got yeah. every. He was nailed it. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that he he said to us when because they they basically sold everything and went traveling, um, and he said. Uh, he said it was too much. It was just all I was doing was work, 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 work. My brain was on work all the time. That's all I was doing and everything else. Yeah. And then we went and visited them because they, they, after their travelling, they, they um, bought a home and, yeah. um, and settled down. And he was so happy, so happy and content. Yeah. And, um, and he was making like woodcraft stuff and yeah. everything. And I remember talking to him about it. And he said, it's because there's, he said, there's stuff I've still got to do, definitely. But the stuff I'm doing here with the woodcraft because he makes certain things and I would say things like well why are you making that because yeah. I wanted to it's yeah, like yeah. he tapped into that and he was so happy and content because it was the the pleasure was in the act of doing it as opposed to like kind of holding back the pleasure for a specific result yeah and that's like that's what we talk about a lot right it's like enjoy the journey yeah don't wait for the enjoyment to come once the result happens like yeah. set your life up so that you're actually having fun doing what you're doing yeah yeah, exactly. It's like that old, um, uh, I don't know if it's a true story or a fable or whatever, but it's quite a famous story where the guy's fishing and then uh, the businessman on holiday or whatever sees oh, him yeah. fishing and then comes along and says, oh, you know, if you could do this and you could uh, teach other people and then you yeah, could build a fleet and then you can have a warehouse and, and all these factories or whatever and have all this fish and then you could retire and go fishing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he's doing what he was enjoying in the first place. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I th- I th- we've been kind of conditioned to, like, to believe that working hard is all there is. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, you absolutely should work hard. You should, if anything that you do in life, um, if you want an element of success, that doesn't come without working your butt off. Yeah. But that doesn't have to be everything. No. It can just be for like points of time in your day, right? But it's also about taking work seriously, but not yourself seriously. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people make the mistake. They... They take themselves way too seriously. Yeah. Um, when it's it, and people actually gravitate towards fun people and yeah. silliness yeah. and you know that that's that's what people enjoy. I mean that's why uh, all these social media channels are filled with memes and and stuff because people like fun. Yeah, uh, you know and um and I think if you can bring an element of fun into your business, people will will gravitate towards that as well. Yeah. But I think that goes back to what we were talking about yesterday, or whenever it is. Is as you get older, yeah, there you get this. You stop caring a little bit about what other people think and yeah. everything else, and um, it gives you. It feels like it gives you a bit more of a license to do what do what you do the things that you like to do and be who you are, 
because you don't care too much about the criticisms anymore. Because no. you know that, as I said yesterday, the criticisms actually have nothing to do with you at all. People's opinions have nothing to do with you at all. They, that it's just a reflection of who they are and what, and they're projecting on you most of the time. Yeah, I think it keeps you younger as well. It's like one of our uh, neighbours here. I don't know how old he is, but whenever the kids are around, oh Jean Paul, yeah, he's out there with the water guns, isn't he? And he's running around. Oh, if with there's them. yeah, whenever we if because they'll do this thing here in France where. <laughs> Not so much now because of um, the COVID stuff, but um, where they all get together and they have, they'll have, they'll just set out a load of food and wine and everything out on their gardens, and yeah. all the neighbours come round, and you can guarantee the one person that's going to be running around with the kids <laughs> is the sixty plus or seventy plus year old yeah. guy who's running around chasing them with water pistols or whatever it yeah. is. He's going to be that guy. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> But you see that a lot, right? It's people seem to get older, they seem to embrace... Yeah, I think they find their inner child again. They get yeah. rid of all the rubbish that we've kind of been burdened with throughout our lives and, yeah. and, and think, hang on, I'm doing this wrong. Let's get rid of all of that. Yeah. Go back to simplicity and, and childlike state. Yeah. Again, it's... Uh, yeah, you're right. But it, it's... I think now more than ever, um, it's important to try and find these moments of happiness because... We need it now. You God, know, the, yeah. the world is a very serious negative place at the moment, unfortunately. Um, and it's it's our responsibility as, as humans to find the joy in it. I mean, you don't see many kids walking around going, oh, God, isn't COVID awful? Mm. <laughs> you know, well, not unless they've been conditioned by their parents to say yeah, that. Yeah, but do you see what I mean? It's, it's not really on their radar. And I get that obviously they're children and they're protected and they should be and they get to just live life because they don't have the responsibilities that we have as adults. But if you can just tap into that just a little bit, you're going to increase your happiness. Yeah, you, you definitely have to have filters. Uh, and we've talked about this a lot, but you definitely have to have filters around the information that you're choosing to take on because it affects everything you do, right? Yeah. You, can't, you can't spend eight hours a day listening to the news and uh, whether it be following the latest thing that's happened with Trump or COVID or, or yeah. whatever it is, and then expect to just go, oh, I, this is my time to relax and yeah, play. Exactly. And, be, and to be able to, to make that switch to then playing, it's, it's just not going to work. Is yeah, it? it's the, take the information that you can find a way to consume information that helps you, that, that doesn't paralyze you. Yeah. And, there be some people listening to this podcast that go, oh, that's just irresponsible, Lee. You've got to be why You've got to be tapped into the 24-hour news because you need to know what's going on in the world. Yeah. But the reality is 24-hour news cycles, by the way, they've not been around forever. No. They, I think they predominantly came into play from what? When um, 9-11 happened. Yeah. Uh, that's when they really started to yeah. ramp up. Um, so so and, then, and now it's suddenly the norm. And that combined with YouTube means that technically you can get a view and an update about what's going on in the news every minute of the day. And how's that good for you? Yeah, you're so right, actually, because I remember in my childhood, I remember my parents would read the morning paper over breakfast. And it was done. And then, yeah, they'd get on with their day. (coughs) And then... They'd maybe watch the, the like ten or eleven o'clock news or whatever. Yeah, it was it was either That's the six it. or the ten from yeah. my parents. Yeah, they'd either watch the six pm news or the ten pm news. It's like the roundup for the day. Yeah, and that would normally go on for twenty minutes or whatever it is, half an hour, and then it was like, right, move on. You've yeah. done our. You get the head, and it would always start with the headlines. Yeah. So you you get the rundown of the headlines, and then if it was something you thought, okay, nothing in there that interests me right now, yeah. you wouldn't watch the rest of the program. No. But now it's so back, sensationalized. Yeah. Even back then, it was doom and gloom. But at least you only got it, got it at the beginning, and you end the day. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe if you were in the car and you picked up the radio. But yeah, it's just <laughs> everything is so sensationalized, and it's to keep your eyes on it. It's like, how can we make this um, this story as compelling as possible, so that you're checking in all the time, so we're getting many eyes on our. It's why things like um, what do they call it when you get these? Oh, clickbait. Clickbait. Yeah. It's why clickbait. I mean. You fell prey to clickbait yeah, the other day yeah. where they were basically, they were talking about the way the headline had worked was that the lockdown was going to go in the UK was going to go even harder and you were at, and it listed all these things. And the way it was worded would have you believe that that's absolutely going to be the case. Yeah. And then you showed me and I was like, that's clickbait. That's yeah. not happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that was by a mainstream uh, publication. So, yeah, be, like, set your day up 
so that you that yeah you're optimized but you're you're enjoying it you're having yeah. fun well gamifying the little things like mm. again with with children that like if we ask our two to do the washing up mm. you know we'll often be sat in here and you can hear like squeals and mm. all this crazy stuff going on in the kitchen you're like we only asked them to do the washing up. What are they doing? Well, every but time they... when it comes to going to bed, it's like, right, get to bedtime. <laughs> Guarantee it's 20 minutes of mayhem. Yeah, but they but they managed to find the fun in even very mundane things, yeah. which which is a, is a gift that we all lose, definitely. As well, we, we, as we, we get seem older. to think that it doesn't exist anymore for us as an adult. Yeah. Right? There's always this, but of course it doesn't. If you've spent eight hours of your day consuming awful media or just being too serious it doesn't mean that you have to be negative but just being too serious yeah being too you're stuffy, right you know? I, do you remember seeing that as a kid i remember seeing that as a kid yeah i remember thinking looking at adults and thinking it's almost like you enjoy being moody <laughs> yeah. do you know what i mean it's like it's and like why do you default. want to sit down all the time and why do you want to talk so much <laughs> yeah exactly yeah <laughs> yeah I, I remember distinctly feeling like that and seeing that and um and you do lose that as a but you can see why you do. Yeah. But the other thing I think children have is a, um, which we talked a little about, about yesterday, is is a kind of sense of self, a selfishness, but again, not in a negative way, in, in the way that they they know they need their own happiness mm. before they can kind of help other people yeah. and and, um, and fill other people's cups and be kind and, and that they kind of know, well, I want things done this way or I want to feel comfortable or I want this. Yeah. And again, we lose that as adults. We end up putting everybody else first, which is a, an admirable trait, but it's if it, when it's at the expense of yourself, it's, it's you well, end up it's, just being bitter and resentful. Well, you, you have to be quite critical as to why you're doing that. You say it's an admirable trait, but are you are, are you doing it because you're looking for approval? Are you being like martyry about it? Yeah, are you are you looking for approval, or are you are you afraid of an are you afraid of the consequences if you don't do that thing? Yeah, like are you are you fearful that you might be rejected? Are you fearful that you might get some kind of rebuttal from that particular person that you that you just couldn't cope with. It's yeah. like, sometimes I think you've got to be quite analytical about, like quite critical about your own reasons for doing stuff. There's a, um, there's a great response that Jordan Peterson has um, to, he's, he's on something like question time or something. And um, there's this, and they take all these questions from the audience. And there's this woman in the audience, uh, she's in her twenties, I think. And she is, she is basically saying, how can we, something, I'm going to completely murder what was said, but it was something along the lines of, she was saying, how can we, uh, in our generation, worry about this, this and this, when we have global warming, not global warming, but the earth to worry about. Yeah. It's surely our responsibility to be focused on things like that, because you guys haven't done it, and all this kind of right. stuff. And... She was quite aggressive, and um, and he responds by saying something along the lines of, oh, "It's an amazing." He says it so well, but it's something along the lines of, um, "A lot of the time, people that spend, oh yeah, what's more important for us to focus on?" The question was something along, "Focus on global warming, say, or focus on making our beds." That was it. Right. Like, so in his book, Twelve Rules for Life, he talks about one of the things he says is is get your house in order. Right. Like, get up in the morning, make your bed. Get your stuff in order first before you go out into the world and start trying to sort out the world. Right. And she basically was criticising that whole thing and basically saying, how can we possibly be doing something as frivolous as making our bed when we've got global warming to worry about? Right. And, um, and his response to that was that um, a lot of the people that you see that are so focused on those external factors um, are... Um, hiding away from the real problems that right. they have in their in their sure. life, yeah. And um, and it, I, when I heard that, I was like, "That's so true." Yeah. You often see these quite broken individuals mm. who are aggressively approaching a really big problem, mm -hmm. but haven't got their own house yeah, in order in course, the first yeah. place. And they virtual signal as well. Oh yeah, yeah. virtual signal is a nightmare. Constantly. Yeah, but so it's <laughs> gone off on a bit of a tangent. But the point is. You have to be quite critical as to why you're doing certain things, yeah. and are you doing it because you are, um, because you are fearful 
of the consequences of if you don't. Yeah, do you're it. right, and children haven't learned that yet. No, they don't care. No, exactly. So they just yeah. think about right. Well, I feel this way, and I'm going to do this yeah. because I want to do this, and and they're often surprised by the response <laughs> because obviously they're learning, but but they then repeat the same behaviour down the road yeah. again, and and they're not stupid. They know what the response is going to be, but the reality is. They're not afraid of the response. Yes. And, and I think as adults, we become so socially attuned all the time that we we become fearful yes. of negative responses. And, and their persistence be. as well is something to really learn from. Because, yeah. you know, there's nothing more persistent than a child that wants something. Oh, they God, just, yeah. They will just keep asking, um, yeah. which, again, is something we completely lose. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll try something a few times and think, oh, it doesn't work. Yeah. Or, or I'm not going to get it or whatever. But you just embracing that persistence that you had as a kid um, can be hugely valuable in business. Oh, yeah. I mean, we see it all the time with our two children. Yeah. It's like, Bell's a master negotiator. She'll just ask the same question in a hundred different ways. Yeah. But once after the other, she'll, you'll think she's talking about something else and then you'll work it out. Oh, no, no, here she comes. She's worked out a different way to ask the same question. Or a different person. Or... Oh, yeah, yeah, Zach did that. Only yesterday he asked you for something and you were like, no, and he immediately came to me and went, so, Dad, can I act that you overheard? And you are like, you already know the answer. Yeah, kids are very good at that. Absolutely. So... Embrace your inner child. Um, there's a great book on this by Laura Jane Williams called Ice Cream for Breakfast, um, which is a, a good read about uh, just finding That's a joy. great title for yeah, a book. I know. Yeah, I <laughs> It's uh, just about finding your, your inner child and embracing that joy um, and, and a lot of the traits that, I've, that we've gone over that, that you're kind of missing out on mm. as an adult because it, it's not just about life, but it really will help you in business. There's lots of kind of things here that tally with what we were saying yesterday about yeah. highly successful people. And at the moment, we just all need a bit of childlike play. <laughs> yeah, don't right. Yeah, don't. I, I know everyone's under pressure at the moment with money and, and, and life in general and all this kind of stuff, but um, you're no good to anybody hiding under, under the covers in bed all day. No. Like, uh, uh, that's your, particularly yourself. Yeah. So just the, these little incremental changes that you can make in your life can make a massive difference over yeah. the longer term. And life still has to be lived, you know. We only God, get yeah. one shot at it. And, and so even though, um, you know, 2020 was a bit of a car crash and 2021's not had a great start, yeah. you know, it's about finding the moments of joy and finding the silver linings. For you. Yeah. Yeah. Be, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's easy to... It's easy to get to sink into the depths, and that's yeah. So that's it for today. Go play, and uh, <laughs> we will see you tomorrow. Yeah, have a good day. All. Bye.